passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those fun podcast apps, and we are live. YouTube.com slash postwrestling. Hello, YouTube room. Hola, amigo. Como estas? How are you doing? Yes, hello. Uh, Davey... We do an NXT podcast, and you decided to go away on a vacation the week NXT decides to go back on the road. You decided... Yes! I just I, I figured you would make a pit stop in uh, North Carolina on your way to Cuba, but that was not the case. I decided to go when it was negative 25 in Toronto to go to somewhere that's plus 28. And, this is uh, fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty nice over here. Uh, well, I'm very glad uh, we didn't go live last night, so I can't re- really call this a post show. So I know John and Way are like, we can't call it that, but it's the next day review show. Uh, we decided, look, we took time off to watch the Rumble, but NXT uh, doesn't deserve uh, uh, that anymore on a Saturday night. So that's why we're here on a Sunday. Uh, so uh, welcome anyone here live in the chat. And uh, we're going to talk about some Vengeance Day here today yes we are everyone has uh, vengeance yeah uh times are great yeah it's uh sun is shining here and uh fallon henley and kiana james are your new nxt women's tag team champions what more could a boy want this is true uh we're in the the golden age of of nxt now uh going into the future uh it's it's crazy that nxt is on the road again and it's it's pretty cool Stopping in North Carolina for a one-off kind of pay-per-view isn't necessarily the uh, the way I'd figure it to go. But, I mean, now uh, going forward, they've full-on announced that they're going to be doing the same thing, but for WrestleMania weekend. What What do you mean by that? What do you mean it's not the way you thought it would go? I just, I feel like, I don't know. I watched this show, and I, I'm not saying the crowd wasn't, uh, like, into it but i i figured when they were would finally go back on the road that it would be i don't maybe they would just wait i I am i guess happy that they didn't just wait all the way until wrestlemania it's cool that they're back on the road it's really cool that they've been doing house shows and like the the coconut loop and stuff like that again and and beyond that but i'm i i feel like this one it felt 
kind of like, okay, let's just not do it the weekend with the rumble, but do it a completely separate city. Like it's cool that it's on their own, but it still is. It's not like the, this is, this was a former TV special we've seen the past few times. It just feels like it wasn't the like, Oh, okay. That's what they're going with. All right. Like, cool. Cool. I mean, I think that's very deliberate. I think it's a way to see how this brand stands up on its own. Um, if you are going to a WrestleMania weekend, you probably do all the things around it, whether you watch NXT or not. You, there's combo packages and things like that. Uh, I think this was maybe a test to see how how does this version of NXT stand up on its own uh, in a market with no other wrestling events going on there that weekend. Um, and I thought the uh, obviously the this is a pretty huge uh pretty big arena it wasn't sold out they they kind of scaled it down but I, I thought it looked pretty decent on tv um the the shots they did it looked pretty full i thought uh crowd sounded quite good it was it was quite interesting to me seeing what um kind of characters are over uh outside of full cell uh, sorry outside of the cwc and which characters aren't um and what stories people are following i imagine a lot of people at this show were probably like, oh, WWE's in town, let's go, and maybe don't follow NXT. But I thought there was a sizable amount who did seem to know uh, what was going on. Acts like uh, Chase U, uh, who seemed to be pretty over with this crowd. Um, like Grayson Waller in that main event, getting a pretty audible split reaction from this crowd. So I, I think it was probably a test, and uh, I think it's good a good thing they're going to be doing more of these. This is a developmental brand and part of that is getting these as much as it's you know learning where the hard cam is i think a lot of it is learning how you'll cope in front of this this big stage uh rather than just your very supportive cwc regulars you see every week um so yeah i was interested by it i don't know why they kept on saying it was the first time in like over a thousand days they were on the road because i'm, I'm pretty sure stan and deliver was in dallas last year um, it was just Classic WWE revisionist history, but um, I think they may be meant first time, like as its own thing, um, which is its first time since uh, NXT Takeover Portland. Which, if I remember correctly, was that when Adam Cole won the title from yeah, Gargano? Which that, that, that's what I, a that's lifetime what it, ago. That's what I was kind of getting. It's like that's what they were promoting. Like, yeah, it's been over a thousand days since it's just been a whole NXT show, no WWE kind of thing, and that. I'm like, okay, it took this long to come back, and this was the, this is where we landed, kind of thing. It was like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't know that. Is there a way to look every Tuesday night? Like, uh, uh, do I go to postwrestling.com or WrestleNomics the next day to see like the the demographic? Were they like, hmm, North Carolina really loves watching NXT on on Tuesday nights? Let's let's shift that show. And I mean, hey, like maybe, maybe because people showed up to this venue for sure. So. Uh, we're going to jump it, into it could some... also be maybe a market that they haven't run a pay-per-view there recently or stuff like that so they are like if you put this maybe in a you know a new york or a chicago where they get wrestling every other week maybe it wouldn't do so well uh if you put it in a market that doesn't have you your big pay-per-views it may be white like one of those things kind, kind of like you know dynamite coming to toronto man it would have been cool to have had a pay-per-view but well it's wrestling it's here and we we haven't seen aw here yet so let's go i don't know it, it's it would be interesting to find out kind of the reasoning behind uh picking uh this arena in north carolina well we're going to jump into vengeance day uh i will say we 
we will be going live uh, Tuesday night following NXT, but Davey is going to take a day off. So I will be joined by John Sino from Shot in the Dark. So Tuesday night, we will be going live on the post wrestling feed. Uh, and I would advise everyone to check us out on Poison Rana uh, over on our feed because we do so many other shows. There are so many free shows, including our weekly show this week. We're usually doing it in this time slot because of uh, NXT. We're here today, but we will be back next week to talk uh, all about the world of wrestling and dynamite and all that stuff. Maybe we'll give some dynamite thoughts at the end of this show. So go check us out over there because uh, Valentine's Day, Vengeance Day is is in the air. And we decided to re-release a Patreon show for free over on our feed, talking about the top five moments of love. And I'd advise everyone to go check it out because it was uh, I re-listened to it, uploading it. And I was like, wow, we uh, we say some ridiculous things and talk about all the wrestling weddings. So if you're in that mood, it's a pretty spirit, fun show. Yeah. Wrestling weddings are something, you know, when you get a wedding promoted on wrestling TV, that you're going to have some like crash, like car crash jerry springer-esque television and we love how bad it is most of the time and th and there have been some very very mem uh, memorable moments of love in wrestling uh so yeah go and check that out and it's actually a great lead-in to our show we've just released on our patreon which is best match ever stephanie mcmahon as we do talk a lot about steph on this moments of love show and then we go into more of like the you know the technical classics um the mcmahon daughter has had uh so that is all there on the patreon for you to listen to as well classics like her SummerSlam match against brie bella classic oh, yes. classics like her 18 second match against jacqueline where she mm -hmm. won the title just we cover it all so yeah we're in stephanie mcmahon mode but we're all grown up uh yeah joined so by the great matty edwards from grapple on that one which was really fun chatting too yeah, so uh, go check that out as well. We uh, we podcast a lot about uh, a lot of other things, not just NXT. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some Vengeance Day, though, from last night. Let's talk about NXT Vengeance Day from Saturday, February 4th. We mentioned from North Carolina, from the Spectrum Center here. Um, and we kick off with a video in Charlotte with... Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. Here she is. I thought that they said it was Charlotte Flair. I couldn't quite recognize her, uh, but I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Charlotte. Uh, she looks different. She looks every different time, every time I see her. Every yeah. time I see her on TV, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, she's the champ. Right. And uh, Charlotte here with this like produced intro video uh, talking about, uh, you know, welcoming us, welcome NXT's back on the road and uh, kind of her promoing all the matches here tonight. And uh, a few woos in there. As all the talent were kind of in their matches, kind of facing off as if it's, you know, like a, yeah. a big fight press conference where they're squaring off with Charlotte in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool using Charlotte in Charlotte. Uh, they this is when they reference when they cut to the crowd hot crowd in Charlotte as they as Vic Joseph says it's been 1084 days since takeover Portland when that was the last kind of standalone NXT show so yeah a long time ago portland wow all the hot wrestling cities are getting uh the big nxt shows portland to to north carolina we start oh, off yeah. though with the north american championship i mean this is the the workhorse title if you're traveling state to state this is the title really because it's the north american championship and the champ wesley is going to defend against 
Dijak. Don't call him. Yes. Donovan. Don't Dijak. call him Donovan. Don't call him uh, T-Bar. T-Bar. Yeah. Unless you're Twitter and Elon Musk, who uh, have, have they switched that yet? Remember, he's been refuses to change his name. He's like, once T-Bar, always T-Bar. Uh, they, yeah, Dijak get... <laughs> seeking justice here. Uh, he needs justice from Elon Musk, I think. First, <laughs> he needs to get that handle changed back, but he can't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he he is fighting for the North American title here tonight, and uh, yeah, the crowd are pretty hot here. I will say, Dijak with this new character is is already like kind of dead on arrival for me. I've always loved his wrestling, but now they've given him the Karrion Cross like entrance you know when you go create a wrestler in your video game in your 2k and you go oh yeah creative wrestler entrance number 18 like oh yeah that's oh yeah that's carrying crosses that's what they've done to die jack there's there's a lot of like just lack of originality with this character and die jack i i do think has I, he's a a big like domineering looking guy and i think they've just gone of such a generic ca- character seeking justice justice for what we don't really know. Like none of his uh, promos have made any real sense. Um, the story here of just asking Wesley to just give him the championship because that would be good for justice. It's been pretty weak, but I think we also know on a big stage what these two guys are capable of. So the storytelling going to this match has really not been there. Uh, I'm with you. The the entrance, the look, the gear just isn't isn't right. And I, I think this guy is capable of more. Um, but I, I was genuinely looking forward to see how these two mesh together. Yeah, I think we were saying like the build to this was kind of lame. Since Dijak coming back, we were like, okay, cool, let's see some some good wrestling. But the the stories, the character has been so lame. Uh, also, is it? Am I crazy? Dijak reminds me of Gronk. Like, are they related? They look. They look kind of similar. He he's like Gronk's moodier brother. Yeah, Gronk's brother who's like thinks he's a cop, but really he's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's what this guy's gimmick is right now. Are you a cop? No. Oh, okay, cool. That's what you do. He didn't bring out his notebook. Probably what cost him this match, to be honest. Uh, so Wesley Maybe. defending against Dijak here. And uh, well, these guys start off and um, like you said, Dijak's like, hey, why don't you just lay down? Do yourself a favor. Save yourself the, the beating I'm going to give you. Just lay down. So Wes pretends to lay down, but psychs him out and kicks him in the head. They start to brawl when eventually Wes jumps to the outside. Dad Jack catches him and hits him with a DVD on the outside. Uh, there's then Dad Jack. Just- that looked like he almost dumped him on the head there. It looked, yeah. it looked pretty nasty, that death. Dad Jack was ragdolling Wes here, just like throwing him around, like throwing him out, beeling him outside of the ring. And, and Wes was just flopping around. Eventually, Wes comes back with this huge deadlift German and then this backdrop to the apron where Dijak that definitely looked like it hurt. Uh, there's the huge handspring into like a leg drop guillotine tope con hilo thing. This was very impressive. Booker T on commentary marked out from this. Uh, and then back in the ring goes for the handspring, but into the feast your eyes. But then that's countered into the best wrestling move known to man, the poison Rana, but that's only a two count. There's then this huge, this, like this transition. Sorry. Just was, yeah. was awesome. He did it. What's he call it? The, the flip flop fly or something. They're like handspring, the handspring back kick thing. Which got caught into this feast your eyes, which somehow he popped up into this poison rana. I I thought was uh, so smooth. Look looked pretty great. I thought it, and yeah, got this if, show off to a hot start. 
if it wasn't enough, there was then this like fisherman sit out Buster Michinoku thing mm. from that was awesome. Uh, Dijak comes back with the high justice and then the, a chicken wing, super, super popular again in wrestling, the chicken wing. Mm. And and Wes sells it as if he's about to, to fade, but he gets out of it. He gets a few near falls. There's then a spike like powerbomb counter into a Rano. Definitely Dijak landing kind of on his head here. And Off then the, the like top rope here. Yeah. It, there's then a spiral tap, but Dijak kicks out of that again. And again, Booker T is losing his mind. Like, how did he kick out of that? Uh, Dijak then puts, get somehow gets up and puts Wes in a chair, like one of the seated uh, commentary chairs, and then puts like something to block him from getting out of it. And it looks like he's going to moonsault off the top onto the chair when Tony D'Angelo and Stax show up out of nowhere through the crowd shove Wes out of the way and take the bullet for Wesley here, eating this moonsault as Dijak gets pissed and says, you know, stay out of my business. When he goes back in the ring, he's met with Wes who fights back and hits the, the, what is it? What did you say it's called? The flip flop. Does he call it the flip flop fly? Or did I, I might've just made that up, but yeah, he's he's like his back flip handspring Pele kick. Exactly that. And nails Dijak back of the head. One, two, three, and Wes Lee is still your NXT North American champion by beating Dijak in 17 minutes and one second. I I actually really loved this match. I thought this this to me felt like a uh, a takeover level opening match here. I thought they they both went really hard. Some of those spots on on the floor, especially like that Death Valley driver and that. That backdrop from the apron looked great. Some of their counters, uh, counters of counters, I thought worked really well. Yeah. Um, playing a great kind of uh Goliath to Wesley's David here. Um, and yeah, I I really got into it. Some really great near falls towards the end. Um, I could have done, I, I think we were expecting the Tony D stuff. I didn't, it felt a little hokey with the chair and the kendo stick and Tony and Stacks, I, I could have maybe done without that or something a bit more creative with their interference. But other than that, I, I thought this was excellent. Um, my and my match of the night. Yeah. Uh, my I, one. I, yeah, no, no, sorry, I, go for it. I I was gonna say, I, I feel the same way. I think uh everything was going really well. And as soon as he's trying to trap a guy in the the chair, the rolling chair, I'm like, all right. And then Tony D and him come out. I'm like, okay, I guess we we you know you signaled virtue signaled that something like this was going to happen. But I, I did make me groan because I I was really into the wrestling and I thought Wes and Dijak were gelling really well together. Uh, like you said, like the whole match was there's not a lot of stopping and it only slowed down when he decides to put him in a chair and moonsault on him. Just just a very odd finish to be honest and. Uh, I'm not sure what the move is. Uh, I would have to look look this up. But after the match, when Dijak is laying there on the mat, he raises his hand and revealing, man, Dijak's got some big fingers. Oh, one of them is going the other way. Okay, I, I thought guess. I imagined this. Yeah. Oh, oh my word. He's he's since posted he's got an x-ray. It is in fact broken. He has Jeez. broken a finger from this match and somehow continue Sincara, he is not. Sincara, he <laughs> your heart out here. Yeah, Dijak uh seemingly breaking a finger during this match and uh still man yeah, I mean he didn't get the win, but still wow. Yeah, I do think I 
I kind of worry for Dijak's future here. I think Wesley is someone who um, I'm in, I'm enjoying his North American title run, and I'm sure he can have some more like fantastic matches. But I also he's fresh, he's new. I think if he were to drop this title, I think there are still stories for him. There's still the opportunity to move up. Um, whereas Dijak moving down, going through so many character changes, and then losing this match, and especially coming out with an injury, it's I don't know what you do with him from now on. He's been in the system for quite a while. Um, whereas if he if he won this and kind of went on a, a few month tear as being a dominating champion, rehab himself again, he could move up perhaps. I, I don't see what there is for this guy moving forward, which is a shame because I, I genuinely uh, enjoy his wrestling. But I kind of think maybe that ship sailed now at this point. Yeah, look, this match was this match was great. Uh, I feel kind of the same way about both these characters. Dijak, the 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 rehash of a rehash is just not working. It's so silly with the the again. He didn't have his notepad, so he didn't know how to to win this match clearly. But we're also going to go forward with the Tony D Wes. Like I imagine a triple threat in some way or fade four way, maybe even with stacks. But uh, the wrestling, the bell to bell here, this was probably my favorite of the night and uh, and came out on top. And and then as soon as it's over, I'm like, oh, yeah, the storyline was pretty, pretty weird. But I, the guy's probably going to be fine here in, in doing these kinds of matches. I mean, you'll you'll get the crowd on your side as they both did after this. Like the the crowd ate this up for sure. And, and we're kind of needed to needed to chill afterwards because there were some cre- pretty crazy spots in there that like mm. wouldn't really be topped the rest of the night that like I think the crowd were like kind of spent pretty early with some of the stuff here but yeah probably my match of the night uh as well I I was really shocked with uh with how much I liked it it was good I will say on another point I uh I quite liked the set they had for for this show it wasn't quite the same setup they used for Raw and SmackDown, it had kind of this like round scaffold. Everything was lit up red. The screen went right across. I thought it it kind of reminded me of some of those old school uh, like uh, WWF sets we had in the in the 2000s. So I, I thought the show looked pretty good as well. Yeah, I like the feel. Obviously, going with Vengeance, they're using that old Vengeance logo, the WWE one, mm. but like with the the red and the little thing and red lights everywhere. Yeah, it was pretty good. We see a picture, I loved this, of the NXT Orlando Performance Center crew all in like the one big gym area, all on folding chairs with NXT Vengeance Day on a giant big screen for them all to watch as it's just a picture, but like you can see if you were to look at it, all the different like PC talent, NXT talent as Vic Joseph and Booker or Vic Joseph on commentary is like, look, it's the the WWPC, you know, all these young hopefuls like watching that, you know, one day they'll be uh, on a premium live event. And I'm like, wait a second. There's Tyler Bate. There's, there's this Tyler person. Bate. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know if these are just yeah. like the next in line crew, uh, you know. Exactly. He made it sound like it was your like new PC recruits. Yeah. <laughs> and there were some people that have been there for fucking years. There was a kid. And like big stars like Tyler Bate, who's done like one match of the year. Main event before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, also like, I don't know, we've had comfier chairs at our watch parties at our place when we fit 20 people in. I don't know if I'd want to sit on this, you know, you've been, you've been training all day, working out at the PC and now you're sitting on a, a metal folding chair to sit through this near three hour (laughs) pay-per-view. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it is pretty funny. Like, did they, do they, is this mandatory? 
Did you have to so. sit there and watch this show? Like, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they all support their friends anyways, but I'd still, you know, find it pretty funny. Like, what if what it would be interesting to be a fly on the wall uh, to get some thoughts from all the wrestlers watching their friends and seeing what they liked and what they didn't like from the mm-hmm. show. But it was funny seeing all these people and be like, oh, these 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 up and coming stars. And I'm like, th- those are all people who been on i was expecting before. them to set up an angle i thought they were going to have more of a camera in there and it would keep on like going back right. to them in between matches and because we've seen these angles set up through tiktok and at house shows and things like that uh i thought they could have been a bit more clever with it maybe to set up stuff for tuesday well we get a little interview backstage katana chance kaden carter the nxt women tag champs they are here and they have a match next and they say that uh they're the longest reigning women's tag champs not just in NXT, but in WWE history, which I guess is true. Are those titles still even uh, in in action? Are those titles still functioning? Who? Jeez, who are the champions? <laughs> Without looking oh, it's, it it's up. Damage, damage, damage control. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, of course, yeah. Oh, that was what I was going to ask. Do you think you could name all 15 North American champions, as, as Vic Joseph pointed out? Champion scissors. Um, okay, there was Adam Cole. Yeah, there was Riddle. There was Ricochet. There was Velveteen Dream. Remember that guy? Did he win the title? I, he he had the title. Uh, Johnny Gargano, yeah. twice I think. Leo Rush. No, sorry. Uh, Leon Leon Ruff. Leon, Leon Ruff. Ruff. Not yeah. Leo Rush. Leon Ruff. Um. Um. Carmen. Keith, Carmen- Keith Lee. Dijak. No, he never won it. It's eluded him. His Dijak's won nothing. Yeah, he's yeah, won nothing. As they, as they kept making that the story as well. Dijak's yeah. always wanted this title that really didn't exist when he was <laughs> here. But anyway, uh, I think I don't know. Did I name? I think I named a big chunk of it. But I'm sure I'm missing some. Eight. Was Riddle yeah. champion? I don't remember that. Pretty sure he was. I don't know. Was he champion? Yeah. Maybe not. No, maybe he wasn't. Maybe you're right. Mm. Yeah. You can't. Name I'm sure the, we any- thought we could get it. We could get it. Any more? Quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who else? Who else well, was Mello? Who who did Mello beat? Um, Roderick Strong. He was North American champion for a bit, was he not? Right. Yeah, he was. Oh North yeah. yeah, Survivor yeah. Series. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, look yeah. at us. Uh, well, Caden yeah. Caden and Katana say that they don't want to sound cocky, but we've busted our asses for far too long, and we were. That's why we're the longest reigning champs. We didn't just you know fall into this, so we're ready to defend against. Best friends, enemies, it doesn't matter. We will beat them all. Um, and again, kind of playing into the fact they're like kind of heels, even though they're supposed to be the baby faces. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we go to the next match, the women's NXT tag title match. Katana and Caden putting the titles on the line against Fallon Henley and Kiana James. A tale as old as time can Fallon Henley and Kiana James coexist here today they come out with briggs and jensen getting uh getting that vengeance day uh money here coming out in the entrance oh jensen looked great here in his in his suit blazer his his shirt right. his nice jeans he's he's had a glow up for sure it's kind of a unified entrance uh with with new music they've got their kind of poses all down the four of them uh yeah i i, I quite like this team I like how when they make their entrance, um, Kiana James comes out and she's got like, cause she's all business, right? She's got this like yeah. 
purse or or bag or something <laughs> like that. And uh, Jensen's now his a, a side piece to his gimmick is he's now the the boyfriend who holds the purse like all the yeah. time. <laughs> you know when you go to a mall or a store and you're like that guy's been sitting here for a while or this guy's been holding this purse for a while that's jensen's new uh gimmick here yeah. but the, the storyline has been that she was like what buying him new shirts by like you know helping him get look look more mm. like the part so uh dress for the job you you want not for the job you have i liked briggs uh like cow vest thing he was wearing uh i didn't do it justice describing it that way but well, I think it's definitely deliberate because Briggs is definitely dressing still like, you know, you're, you're like country boy who likes going to the pub and drinking beers. Whereas, whereas Jensen's now looking like a bit more of a, you know, a upper like man about Stud. town, that kind of thing. So they're, they're starting to like make them look quite different. And I, I imagine this rift is going to grow over the next few months. Well, Caden and Katana do the John Moxley entrance the edge entrance through the crowd. It's not quite the rave. I think they were expecting it to be, but they come through the crowd here. Uh, and then this match starts off Caden and Caden uh, and Fallon Henley start off here and Caden gets the best of her early on. And then how do I put this shakes her ass in her face and then turns around, gets close to Jen, uh, Jensen who's ringside and then shakes her ass in his face as the commentary uh, re- remind us that, you know, these two have history and uh, that that Caden is now teasing Jensen because, you know, they have everyone knows that they have history here. And Booker's like, oh, for real? Like, yo, Jensen and Caden and, and Vic is like, well, Book, you know, like the, he got friend zoned and Book's like, so so wait, you're you're saying that they hooked up. It's like me when I ask, wait, <laughs> kayfabe wise, though. Kayfabe wise, Tori Wilson to Jiri, and he's like, no, 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 book friend zoned. So it's like, ah, yeah, okay. So Kayden I, I got to give that. you your flowers there, Braden, for for calling up that uh, that pass between these two uh, on last week's show. Right. Um, I I got to say, Booker is growing on me. Me too. Uh, I think his I think his what? actual his clear having never seen any NXT since before joining the brand. It actually works in a way sometimes because maybe he's asking the questions that some audience members are asking that are new to the product. Uh, like the first time he saw Tyler Pate wrestle the other week where he was like, whoa, this kid's amazing. Uh, and here he's like, what, these two hooked up? What's going on? I, I actually think he can be overbearing at times, but in in moments, I, I definitely think he's been improving and add something to the I, to the I gotta say yeah I gotta say tonight he was in rare form I actually thought Booker brought it uh, all all night he was giving me little tidbits but him him acting really surprised that for a second he thought like like me like I always if you listen to our shows kayfabe wise is the bit we do where it's like did these wrestlers hook up in real life Wait, or was that to Jerry and Tori Wilson yeah. really <laughs> kayfabe wise kayfabe wise you know uh I, you maybe I don't you know but he, him joking here where Vic had to like remind him like, no, 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 friend zone, friend zone. It's like, it was pretty funny. Uh, so Caden's trying to get like a rise out of Fallon here, but eventually uh, Fallon gets pretty angry, tags in Kiana who starts using heel tactics and Fallon isn't, isn't really about that shit. She's like, Hey, stop pulling her hair and, and stop like mm. hot tagging in and, and basically saying like, I don't want to fight dirty, even though Kiana's like, well, that's how we're going to win this match. Uh, Kiana gets uh katana and kaden she's tagging in and out and kiana does the rvd shoulder tackles into the corner 
uh that like the the thrust and then the backflip into the third one which yep. looked pretty nice um and then kiana uh goes to the outside with fallon as katana runs around the outside and kaden pro- pops her up into the air and katana does this like cross body running onto both of them which looked pretty good back in the ring it looked like katana uh got like hit in the face or something that where she she reacted and, and was unless this is just really fantastic selling. I imagine Katana Chance uh, walked out of this match with an injury of some sort because she was selling as if her her face uh, or something. I don't know if it was her jaw or something that was that was just pain. The ref kept going to her, talking to her. She was off the the apron for a while as well, but uh, she still continued this match and did uh, some pretty impressive moves. There's like double teams from the champs, moon salts. Uh, there's like a a sweet combo from Fallon and Kiana. This could have been a finisher where Fallon's hitting a Michinoku driver as Kiana then power bombs the same person who's getting hit with the, the like that was, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I don't think I've seen this before. No. I thought it looked excellent. Really good. Caden uh, breaks it up though. So it's not the deciding factor. Caden then hits a jumping cutter off the apron on Kiana. There's then an avalanche Rana from Katana on Fallon for a near fall. There's then uh, Fallon, who counters a counter and rolls up Caden, but without her knowledge, Kiana is is ringside and holds down the the legs and the feet, trapping Caden to allow Fallon to get the one, two, three, and that means we have new NXT Women's Tag Champions in nine minutes twenty seconds. Fallon Henley and Kiana James, by hook or by crook, are your new champs. I, I really enjoyed this. I, I'd say this is probably my second favorite match of the night. I thought um, this match, as soon as the bell rung, just didn't stop. There was some really nice flow, some really like innovative double teams from both teams. I think Caden and Katana have been quite known for coming up with some cool moves. Like they did that like super avalanche Rana uh, off the top, off like the shoulders off the top, which yeah. I thought looked great. That Michinoku driver you mentioned. Um, and I thought the... The finish, whereas kind of I groaned in the first match with the interference, I thought this one was actually done really well. Just the placement of everything. Kiana just happening to be there right at the last second to grab the ankles um, and continues that story of, you know, one being slightly more heelish in the team. I thought it worked really nicely and and I, I enjoyed this match. I thought I thought all four uh, rose up to the stage. Yeah, and and you know what? I, I know that we we've watched katana and Caden grow for so long they've definitely found their groove when it comes to the wrestling and i do think that maybe healing it up would be maybe like the right next step but however it seems kiana and fallon might be going in that direction if this title mm. reign like continues on but yeah it was interesting and kind of freshens some things up and and gets exciting i actually think kiana james and fallon henley are fantastic both of them we've we've said in when before they've been linked together in this storyline we're like oh we think highly of these two and now they're put together and watching this match like you just said the in-ring work was really good here and having uh, them be the base for Caden and Katana really gelled as well but I I see really big things for for Fallon Henley and for Kiana James either either one I, I they could be future WWE women's champions me too. I mean, I know Fallon's been on the independent scene for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Kiana, I don't believe so. I think she's a, a PC recruit. And I think we sing Tiffany Stratton's praises a lot for how quick she's taken to it. And I think Kiana James as well, like, you know, character-wise and in-ring work and always just 
looks better every time she's in there. But yeah, new champs and going forward, she doesn't quite know how they want it yet. She doesn't know that they mm. that they were cheeky and doing sleazy things to win, but we'll find out. And that's the, the storyline going forward. We have a video, not necessarily the uh the social media star I thought they would throw to. Because every week on on NXT lately, they've been using the TikToks and the, the Instagram reels to promote storylines and stuff. Here's Drew Gulak <laughs> talking about his social media. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Which then then really popped me here. It's it's Drew Gulak hanging out with his student Hank Walker. And they mentioned that, you know, uh Drew's been training with Hank and he's trying to make a star out of out of Hank and says, Hank, you look like you're here to repair my sink. You need ring attire. I'm building a superstar. Not a house. Wow. Does Drew Hallelujah? Gulak, does Drew listen to us every week? What did we call? I think I think we've been calling him like uh what Peter Griffin. I don't remember Seth Rogan. I don't think we called him a necessarily a, uh John John Goodman. Um, John Goodman, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, look, I, I used to help coach like kids tennis, and I remember sometimes like a kid would show up in jeans, and like right away you'd be like, Hey, never show up in jeans again. Get you know, tracksuit bottoms or shorts, get like sport attire. Like this has been, this guy's been wrestling for a couple of months now. Like finally he's getting some ring gear. Uh, what do you see him in? A nice, a nice singlet, do you think? Some, some long, long boys? boys? <laughs> he's going to wear uh, trunks. Yeah, what would Hank mm. wear? I think, a, I think a double singlet would good. Hank looks like he's someone who wants to take the straps down. Hulk up. Yeah. Hank, Hank up. I see that. Know? Yeah, I'm I'm glad he's doing okay. It looked like he got busted open last week in that match with Regal he Jr. Did, yeah. I am intrigued in that storyline. And I I do, however, see the end game that it's Hank getting like kicked out of like Drew mm. eventually kicking him out of here. Like, you know what? I don't I don't like you or something like that. Yeah. We get another video from Lyra Valkyria, and she's answering the question that we had last last Tuesday. Hey, Cora Jade, didn't we have a match? What happened? to that match that we were supposed to have. And Lyra says, Hey, Cora, you said you were going to teach me my place. And well, uh, you didn't show up. So it looks like uh, I'm going to have to have a match this Tuesday on NXT. And it's an open challenge. And if anyone wants to step up, we will see who will soar. Of course, the bird lady has to make references to fly in uh, yes. this thing. But yeah, we were joking like, Hey, what happened to that match? They did not reference it last week, but we will be getting it, I guess, in the near future. Surprise as well, Cora Jade just not on this show at all. Um, she was on the poster. I think she's one of the 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 biggest stars in this uh NXT since the like 2.0 rebranding. So kind of weird she's not on this like first big show back. Yeah, true. Uh, I I was I I do think maybe she's still the match for Cora at Stand and Deliver, but uh, I've definitely yeah. I think they've cooled off on Cora uh, uh, quite a bit, or at least letting Roxanne kind of have her moment uh, separate uh, from that. Yeah, we get we go into our next match and we get a video for it, and we go to August 2015. I think this is breaking ground that N that NXT WWE show. We see videos of Apollo Cruz, and he's at his first takeover and he's he's blown away wrestling in front of huge crowds and it shows apollo cruz through the years in wwe winning titles wrestlemania all that fun stuff and then showing how he's made it here back to nxt 
and uh, then we get the the the, the feud storyline with Apollo Crews showing up at the barbershop, even though he doesn't have hair on his head, uh, which sets up this not not on paper number one contenders match, but I think everyone knows that this is the number one contenders match. Two out mm-hmm. of three falls. Carmelo Hayes versus Apollo Cruz. Trick Williams comes out. I think he borrowed this shirt from 1999 Chris Jericho. Or, oh, yeah. or he stripped a disco ball and stuck it all over this shirt. But wow, what a shirt. What a beautiful, beautiful shirt. Uh, Trick comes out, introduces Carmelo Booker Hayes. was enamored by it because yeah. he was going on about this shirt. And Vic was like, let's call the match. Let's yeah. call the match, Book. <laughs> it is. It was a flashy shirt. I got to give it to him. Uh, then Melo's entrance is like, there's like this, these screens, but it's like fake banners as if you're at like a, you know, an arena or something with your sports teams. I thought this was pretty sweet. And he comes out wearing like Apollo space with the X's over it, as we've seen him do before. So, uh, a dead man on his t-shirt as he takes it off and then steps on it and walks off, uh, which was a pretty, pretty cool. And then Apollo's entrance, uh, shows clips of his history. And then a close-up and a zoom-in of his eyes. And then his music hits, Apollo! Which did not fit the video whatsoever. (laughs) And then Apollo Crews comes out wearing red contact lenses. I hate contacts in wrestling. It never looks good. Do you remember, like, Sean Spears did this for a bit? And it, I think it just looks lame. Unless you're, like, a demon, like Kane, and you do the the whited-out things, I, it never looks good to me. Uh, like the guy's gimmick is he sees the future Mm. and he's made people have red eyes. He's, he's made them look like they're Mm -hmm. super stoned, but now he's coming out with the red eyes. So I was not quite sure. Like, does that mean now his vision is blurred because he's not sure if he's going to win this match or yeah. Well, this match starts off Mello and Cruz. There's some great technical wrestling. They're definitely showing off here, going back and forth. Uh, really, really impressive like technical technical obviously we've seen crews for years with uh some you know main roster kind of stuff but mellow definitely backing up that he can go toe for toe with this guy uh there's some pretty sweet counters back and forth there's a german suplex off the ropes almost like kota bushi style from apollo cruz here and then sends mellow to the outside and hits a moonsault off the apron to a laid out mellow on the outside that was pretty cool uh mellow comes in and hits this counter which like he he Pops up Cruz to then like uh, almost like stun gun him on the on the top rope. But then as he does it, he gun stuns him over the top rope in like the same swift fashion, like very quick, very impressive. Uh, It's just the little things that no one else really does. Uh, Mello then has wrist control and starts trash talking him here, hits a series of lariats and then suplexes. But then Cruz comes back with some German suplexes. And yeah, they're they're matching each other's styles. Really great here. Uh, this is when Cruz has the upper hand. Trick Williams, who's ringside, grabs a steel chair and then starts to kneel and pray uh, as Mello's getting beat up. So he's praying that his boy Mello uh, can can pull it all together here. Cruz keeps trying to hit Mello with everything, but Mello keeps countering everything and eventually hits his satellite face buster. But Cruz kicks out of it. But somehow Mello ch- transitions into the crossface. And Apollo Cruz taps out for the first fall here. Uh, so as he's celebrating, the ref is like checking on them, and the match is gonna like restart for the second fall. 
And I noticed you, you, we were mentioning this is NXT's first show, like on the road, not in the, the CWC over in Florida. There's like a whole group of people in the front section while this like few seconds while the, like the match is kind of chilling for a sec that are interacting with trick Williams. And he says something to them. They say something back. And then the whole like section starts laughing and the camera's still on trick and he's corpsing. He's he's dying laughing. And I'm like, what did they (laughs) say to this guy? That made Trick Williams just absolutely lose it because Trick is the one who definitely I feel like last week. Last week, Trick Williams saying the words "booty meat" on NXT mm. had Mellow corpsing live on TV. But first, I don't know what this crowd were saying to Trick, but I love the interaction. I think it was like, oh, I'm not used to this because these are people like, pro- like you know, he's doing it usually to the same thirty people every week, and now it's like he's he's arena. fantastic. Yeah, he's so good as being like uh, Mello's hype man right from yeah. the the entrance, which I thought was great with him kind of uh, announcing all of Mello's accolades and then just saying him uh, to like, yeah, all the stuff he does. He's so quick. Um, so, yeah, got to do some Twitter digging there to see what, uh, what he yeah. said. I would like to, um, to know. But yeah, th- th- this first fall, it was it was interesting. It's not often we see Mello fight from underneath, but he was definitely kind of the the underdog in this first uh fall with apollo getting most of the stuff in and then we just saw that like like re- relentless transitions from mellow from that satellite into the crossface but weird i I'm, i know it's two out of three falls so you often have that story of you know someone tapping to save themselves for the later falls it's normally done the other way around with the the heel tapping and this crowd were booing this uh this finish to the first fall and I don't think it was because, you know, Mello is a heel because he's one of those cool heels that everyone deep down really likes. I think they just thought it was a weak finish to the first fall. Um, it was it was very odd. And uh, yeah, kind of took me by surprise, Apollo tapping here. Yeah, I, I think it's because we've seen Mello uses this move every match and never wins with this move. Mm. So maybe it's a bit like, oh, commentary, obviously Vic jumping on it like, oh, well, Cruz is is a vet he's smart he knows that if he stays in this move he'll be hurt so he tapped to to keep the match going and, and you know classic commentary you know mumbo yeah. jumbo but it's it is weird we joke about like when you have iron man match or elimination matches and it's like oh a guy hits a ddt in every match and it's always a two count but in one of these matches it just happened to be a deciding factor it's it's mm. <laughs> it's pretty funny the match continues though the second fall now uh, Apollo somehow fights back. There's more German suplexes, a standing star press, uh, a jumping, flipping DDT blockbuster Canadian destroyer DDT thing. That was which very nice. Yeah. Look nuts, but somehow Mello kicks out of that as well. Uh, Trick Williams decides to rip off one of the, the turnbuckle pads and uh, the ref doesn't see it. And it's Mello who gets thrown into it. And then things just take a, Kind of a more bizarre turn uh, as, sorry, who is this? Uh, General Aziz? General Aziz Dabakato Babatunde. They identified him as, they identified him as Dabakato here, which was his name in Raw Underground uh, before they, uh, before they, yeah, uh, reimagined him. What did, yeah, what did, sick, sick. Uh, So Dabakato's here, General Aziz. And he he stops Trick from like interfering here, but then 
distracts Cruz, who's like, oh, thanks, man. You got my back. Wow. I really appreciate that, General Aziz. But I got to get back to this match as he turns around and he's hit with uh, the, the Mello. Nothing but net. Yeah. So Mello gets two falls in a row. A very rare occurrence in a two out of three falls match here, especially in NXT's specialty match. But Carmelo mm. Hayes beats Apollo Crews in 23 minutes, 31 seconds. With a match I angle kinda, to follow. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hated this match, to be honest. Um, I thought uh, we've, we've both been down on Apollo's uh, like run in NXT so far. Yeah. Uh, his character, the future stuff. But we also know this guy can go and Melo doesn't miss. So I was, and especially with the two out three full stip, um, I thought the first fall was weird and a little weak with that finish. And then you 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 said Vic Joseph putting over Apollo's veteran instincts by tapping to save himself self for later. But then his veteran instincts were out the window where he's like, oh, it's my buddy. Oh, high five, buddy. Better say hello. Right, back to the match now and losing. Just, just weak. I love the idea of Mello winning two falls straight because I think we don't always see that. And I think to make a two out three falls match work, you do need to do that occasionally where someone wins two falls straight. So you're not always just going, all right, now Apollo's going to win and we go to the third fall. And I think it gives him a lot of bragging rights moving forwards. But I just didn't like this match at all. I thought the the end to both falls was weak. Sure, there was some cool stuff like that, that like blockbuster DDT you mentioned uh, some cool moves, but I need more than just cool moves. Um, and this severely underdelivered and disappointed for me. Yeah, it was really good for the first like 10 minutes. Like when it was just them wrestling, I was like, OK, great. Like the wrestling is so there. I thought that was pretty good. But uh, and, and you know what? I know there's something going on with uh, Carmelo Hayes. He He's posted photos with MVP and he also does the, you know, like the ball and elbow thing and this match reminds me of judgment day 2007 because i think that's the last time a two out of three falls match went two falls straight in a row there was one i think i'd like to say SummerSlam 2014 i think and it was cesaro dolph ziggler if i'm okay if i remember correctly Where he wins two in a uh, row yeah i think it was cesaro won two in a row yeah but it, it's not done that often but yeah, but I think they sorry, were MVP going... beat who? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Chris Benoit in 2007. Benoit. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wasn't even doing a joke there. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was sim- It was similar. It was with the cross face. I think Benoit tapped to the cross face, which was kind of a shock because MVP used it. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to look back, but my brain is telling me that something like that happened. However, uh, Baba Tunde, uh. General Aziz, we've been joking about this guy showing up. If Apollo's here, hey, maybe his bodyguard is here. Well, he is. After the match, uh, he stands up and he's like, oh, man, sorry I costed you the match. But, hey, I'm I'm here. What's going on? And they, hug. they hug and then he headbutts him and then he does the sit-out choke bomb onto a chair and stands tall and looks mean. Yeah, man, I was looking so forward to this match. Carmelo Hayes is definitely the future and I think the next NXT champion. Obviously, Melo Braun is the big NXT money match for Stand and Deliver, and I won't listen to anything otherwise. I think that's the big match. However, uh, this was just so weird. After that first fall, the crowd definitely fell flat. Because, again, it's not like, oh, he won with this specific submission move, cool, whatever, but 
it just felt like there was a riff there that something was was off and then just bringing in the fight pit guy sorry the raw underground guy the general aziz guy just like get out of here like why ruin something and you already had tony d and stack show up in that other match it's like why are we doing this yet again oh and the match before also had interference it's like can we just this is a pay-per-view can we just get to the wrestling and uh, maybe it's because i had high hopes that this would be definite show stealer uh it was a letdown for me a uh, big letdown not you know not by any means like awful but just maybe the, my expectations were this should have been something that we were you know gonna be talking about for a while and i can't think i'll be ever we've seen better matches on nxt tv this past week uh had we a better match than probably yeah, anything on this show to to be honest with uh axiom and tyler bates so like yeah uh, i was a little let down by this match but it's okay i know Melo will step up but i'm totally done with paulo cruz like get out of here i don't want to see this feud at all but also well absolutely not uh dabba kato's been in the in the system Who? for quite a while now i'd like to, i'd like to say four or five years maybe and never seen any improvement with this guy i think of all the big guys he they have there he's by far the worst and and like i i know on house shows they were having him paired with cora jade as like her heater which i i, I thought would be more interesting but I do not want to see this guy in a feud with Apollo Crews. That sounds awful. I almost think it would have been more interesting to have just had Apollo turn heel and be back with this guy. I think that would be more interesting, but I have no interest going forward with Apollo v this guy. And I kind of feel the same way with Apollo as I do with Dijak. Like, where do you go from here? Also, it was just weird. I don't know if a cue was missed or something. Like he costs, he, he throws trick off the turnbuckle, but then stands there. And then, like, that's what ends up costing Cruz the match. And then, like, obviously, it's revealed that, like, he he was there purposely to cost him the match. It was just, it felt so weird. I, I did really, not like that. What was the what was the point in doing the mellow into the turnbuckle spot? Like, yeah, true. That they set it up as if Mello's going to lose the second fall from running in back first into the turnbuckle. But that went nowhere. It would have made more sense if, you know, Apollo went into the turnbuckle and then his... Like you thought he was gonna lose, and General Z's is there to help him out. I yeah. I don't know. It just didn't work at all for me. Yeah, rare rare miss. Mello don't miss. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> it was the guy who with the no. contacts. Maybe Apollo. Like I said, his vision was was skewed because he was blocking it with those contacts, and that's why he did not know Commander Aziz was gonna return. But uh, I'm sure someone somewhere is really excited. Commander Aziz is back. We go to our next segment, really, really. Backstage, we see another one of these TikTok Twitter videos from the PC. And it's Valentina Faraz and Wendy Chu. Hey, they're friends again. And uh, Valentina says that she saw that Valkyria open challenge video. And she accepts that challenge and will face her Tuesday night. Welcome to my jungle, she says. That's her thing now. So the bird is going to be flying in Valentina's jungle. I'm excited. Valentina's Valentina's. Yeah, one that, to watch. that could be yeah. pretty good, actually. Absolutely. I, uh, am... I expect some Cora Jade shenanigans uh, in this match. But well, uh, oh, also Electra Lopez, Electra shenanigans. Who's, yeah, who's a giant now? Um, she looked about ten foot tall behind these two. I imagine she was on a step or something. But yeah. You got Valentina and Wendy, and then Electra just towering up behind her. 
I I uh, I was kind of hoping Valentina turns heel, and maybe that's still something that could happen because I think that'd just be a little interesting for her character. She just seems too nice, though. That's why I want to. I don't her. think her style is heelish yeah. at all. Like yeah. I, I, she'd have to like majorly change her ring style, and I think that would be a shame. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We go backstage and we see Briggs, Jensen, Fallon, and Kiana. They're all excited. Briggs has got the the big bottles of bubbly and they're ready to party. And Fallon's like, hey, well, Fallon still doesn't know. She doesn't know how they won this. She just thinks she got a roll-up victory. And she says, well, I don't know how we did this, but we did it. I'm I, I'm so shocked. And Kiana looks over at, at Brooks Jensen and says, it was all Brooks' idea. Ooh, what does that mean? Does that mean that Brooks was like, yo, we need to cheat to win? So maybe Kiana's, you know, in, in infesting the young minds. However, they won, so they won. That's what that's what matters, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was him telling her to cheat. I think it was more it was it was his idea for them to be the together. team together. So, yeah. So don't don't be mad at Brooks, because I know Fallon's been mad at Brooks. Like, yeah, support him because yeah. he, he got you a championship here. We go to a video for NXT Stand and Deliver, and it's gonna be the night, what night one or day one, <laughs> I guess if you want to call it, of WrestleMania this year, and it's gonna have a special start time of one p.m. Yes, same as last year, I believe. So yeah, so daytime. Uh, we'll figure that out. Come come end of March, beginning of April. Uh. I'm I'm bummed. WrestleMania is on April Fools this year, right? Like no, uh, it's I night so, one. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I wanted to go to the Shrek rave. That was coming. oh, is that on? That's the on same April night. Plus? We could go after ah. WrestleMania. <laughs> I imagine we'll be doing something for WrestleMania that day. <laughs> yeah, the Shrek rave. <laughs> you could be uh, the gingerbread man. We. We so yeah that's uh that's in April first one p.m. Eastern time which is pretty cool uh, that it's during the day I guess that's going to be a lot of wrestling but we will obviously be covering that when the time comes we go to a video for Black History Month here in WWE NXT and they have a great video of Kofi Kingston and the whole Kofi Mania and Kofi Kingston winning the title at WrestleMania 35 a show and a moment we are both uh, at live. And we've definitely talked about for a long time about being awesome as then uh, Vic and Booker T Booker T maybe breaking the kayfabe for about 0.3 seconds as he takes off his glasses. And he's kind of like, yeah, that was pretty, that was a pretty sick moment. And then goes, Oh wait, uh, we're all, we're live. Yeah. Fuck Kofi Kingston. <laughs> he, he definitely toned down the stuff. Cause he was putting over so many of Kofi's moves in the, in the tag yeah. match as well, which does make me think that spot was definitely planned. And now they missed the rumble. They didn't get the spot done. Yeah, so it's uh, over. maybe, maybe chill on the new day hate now. Cause it ain't going anywhere. Booker T made it sound like that was his last ever like wrestling appearance, which I think is a complete lie. So, uh, and Kofi <laughs> fucked it up for him. 
Yeah, <laughs> Kofi fucking up the spot. Never, we never, we're never gonna get that match. At I thought we were gonna get yeah. Harlem Heat versus New Day for the NXT tag titles <laughs> at Stand and Deliver, but I guess, I guess that's just not the route we're going. I guess uh, not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you did you happen to see the? Uh, well, I know you have because I've told you about this a million times in the last like three days. But uh, WWE and NXT posting uh, Black History Month on their social media and the the Internet, the wrestling Internet world being like, whoa, why is Sol Ruka in this photo? And then everyone has to be like she ha- she had to post a photo being like, yo, my dad's black. Like, can you stop people stop asking me this this question, <laughs> <laughs> which then everyone's like, whoa, what? what? And like uh it's, it was just a funny like internet wrestling thing where a lot of people are like, Sol Ruka's now we she's the best. Put Booker's champ, you know, like do this, do that. And I mean, we've been saying that already. So Booker. And then that led to us after a few tequilas singing any song that has soul in. Hey, Sol like, Ruka. I got soul, <laughs> but I'm not Sol Ruka. <laughs> Funk Sol Ruka. Check it out now. Soul sister. Love it. Wind it, crank it, Sol Ruka and Superman that hoe. Um, wow. <laughs> you got to uh, at Poison Rana Pod. Yeah. Give us some Sol Ruka songs. Sol Ruka should be women's champ by the end of the year. That's how, that's all I'm saying. I <laughs> I absolutely love her. So uh, I was upset she wasn't on the show here today. But yeah, mm. uh, we go to our next match. And it is the tag team fatal four way match meaning kofi kingston and xavier woods the new day putting the tag titles on the line against three other teams you know what that means that means there's way more percent of a chance that they lose the titles in this match they're good defending the titles against chase you andre chase and duke hudson which i did not realize this was a a homecoming for chase i did not know yeah. chase was in north carolina all this time i thought it was in florida well, Andre Chase is a, a North Carolina boy. Um, yeah, I mean, if we'd have known that, we'd have probably called uh, Andre Chase winning, like yeah. the tag match the other day. Uh, but yeah, this is a nice homecoming for him. Them saying Andre Chase has like been to this arena many times and now performing there for the first time. And obviously, this guy has been kicking around on the indies for for a long time. We've seen him when we did those Evolve shows and stuff. So pretty pretty cool moment for Andre Chase, I thought. Very teachable moment. Uh, they have a video outside the arena, and it's it's like the night before the earlier, and it's Duke, Thea, and Chase, and they're freezing outside, and he's giving them a pep talk, and he says, "We're here," and then he mentions the great Michael Jordan. North Carolina says, "Heart is what separates the good from the great." Now let's go as they go into the arena, and Chase, you gets a hometown. It's it's almost like you hear booze. For Chase, but it's not because it's you, you. Yeah. So it's really, it's really funny because it's like, what are they booing him? No, no, they're not. Uh, Pretty Deadly are also in this match. They come out wearing some pretty gear. There's got some like diamonds and like almost like Ric Flair cape style. They got the wings. Yeah, it's all about the wings. Uh, Then they're also going up against. Oh yeah, these guys are in the match. Gallus. Fucking Gallus. I just realized we have we seen Joe Coffee since Gallus have come back? Because you had uh like Thea Hale out there with Chase U. I'd have I'd have thought Joe would have been with Mark and Wolfgang, but I don't think we've seen him at all since their return. So No, we, we only got the decaf coffee with uh what's this who's yeah. this one in who's this one that Mark Mark, Co- Marky Mark Mark Coffee. 
Okay, so uh, we celebrated Burns Night the other week, which is like the Scottish St. Patrick's Day. And uh, we, 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 we went out and then we ran into, we were hanging out with a bunch of Scottish people. And then we ran later that day or the day after we ran into one of our friends who is from Ireland. And uh, he, we were talking about Burns night and our Irish friend was like, Oh, how are you going to like Burns night now? Like it's all about St. Patrick's day. Like he was joking. And I, I joked to our Irish friend, like, Hey, you know, Davy's British. We celebrated Scottish things. We celebrate Irish things. Like, why can't all like, you know, why can't the Irish and the Scottish and the British just all get along? Like, I'm joking. And he's like, he looks at me like, you fucking like, do you not know like history? I'm like, I'm joking. I'm joking. But I realized we Scottish colonizers people, Braden and yeah, I apologize we, <laughs> to all our friends, <laughs> everyone across the world. But what I yeah. noticed is like Scottish people and Irish people, if you like say like, oh, like you're Irish, are you Irish or Scottish or vice versa? They get a little upset that you like, how dare you think I'm Irish when I'm Scottish and vice versa. But then fucking Gallus, who are Scottish, come out wearing Fit Finley's gear. So I was like, why are you dressed like the leprechauns when I'm confused if you're Scottish or Irish? I was thinking, I mean, their lights are green, aren't they? Green seems to be their color, but it's, yeah, very odd. I don't, um, I'm trying to remember football teams' colors. It might be, it might be the colors of their football team, I think, perhaps. Okay. I don't know if they're Rangers or Celtic. I'd have to do some some research. See, like I, I, I'm, I'm just a Canadian lad who, like, from a from across the pond here, is just like you're confusing me a little bit. Like, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to support, but you're dressing in shamrock colors and gear that I'm like, <laughs> okay, well then, are you Irish? I'm, I'm not sure, but I digress. Definitely the least of my problems by the end of this match. So fatal four-way kicks off here. New Day playing the titles on the line. Booker T goes back into hating the New Day thing uh, really quick here. Uh, Andre chases in and uh, starts to wrestle Mark Coffey, and he starts getting the best of him and tells him that was a teachable moment. Uh, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey gain the advantage, and him and Wolfgang start tagging in and out and hitting double-team moves and backbreakers. Eventually, Kofi Kingston comes in. He cleans house, clearing everyone. There's drop kicks, throwing everyone out of the ring. Uh, I found I found that the crowd, uh, like I mentioned, after that first match that opened the show, they seemed a little like worn out, like they were like spent kind of early. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it was until the new day came out that they kind of that was the only like real star that real stars that they kind of like connected to. And that goes back to they might just be fans of WWE who assumed WWE was coming and yeah. bought tickets and they're the only like name that's been you know, on the loops for years, but I, I found I think that. So, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, a, they're a huge at the new day. So yeah. they were going to get a huge reaction. I did just double check. Uh, yes. Celtic are from Glasgow and Gallus are from Glasgow and Celtics kit is green and yellow. So I imagine okay. it was, they were going for the football thing, but I can understand to a North American, how it might confuse to a stupid North American who could not understand mm-hmm. that Scottish people and Irish people could be somewhat different. I apologize, mm-hmm. but they just look like fit, they raided Fit Finley's closet from WCW all those years ago. Uh, there's a SOS from Kofi for a near fall as it's broken up. Pretty Deadly are now in the match, and they hit the series of moves, including like a double gut buster for near falls. There's a backbreaker stomp combo from Woods and Kofi on Kit for a near fall. Chase then is up top and throws Kofi Kingston off the turnbuckle to the outside onto everyone, and then suplexes 
uh, is it Prince Elton Prince onto everyone onto the outside. This was a pretty sweet spot and the crowd definitely woke up for this and were cheering for Andre chase and chase you uh, pretty deadly though. However, uh, as the, the, all of the guys are like brawling ringside, it looks like uh, Andre chase and Duke Hudson are like getting really hyped that they take the, the top off the ring and the, the commentary desk, you know, like when you're about to, you throw the thing off and you're about to put someone through the commentary table. When like the brawling keeps happening that they never get to use the table that when pretty deadly come ringside, they put the, the, the piece of the table back on and they fix all the commentary and they look at Vic and, and book. And they're like, don't worry, we got you. We got you. I, I thought that was great. <laughs> and Booker T on commentary is like, yo man, I appreciate that. So I, I was dying. They're like, don't worry, we got you. We're not going to use this table. We're, we're good. Good lads. Cause Booker has been on pretty deadly side for the past few weeks. So I, I, Which I, I think is hilarious because yeah. you would never think uh, Booker and Pretty Deadly, Pretty Deadly. Would be, like a match, but like it it works. Booker like just loving these guys, yeah. And yeah, I've never seen that before. People putting <laughs> yeah, the yeah. table back together. I thought it was great. Very funny. Look, Pretty Deadly. The wrestling for me is is pretty just there, but comedy and timing. These guys definitely uh, very impeccable. Uh, so eventually, Gallus. Remove the table again and double team Duke Hudson, like double choke slamming him through this table here. Andre chases in the ring and gets Mark Coffey down and hits the chase you stomps. And the crowd are definitely biting here, giving the hometown boy his his flowers here. He hits a cross body off the top and then a figure four in North Carolina, flare country. But Wolfgang breaks it up with this like senton bomb. They then hit this like power slam combo. And I thought to myself, wow, I hope that's not their their double team finishing move because it looks like absolute ass. Uh, Boy, was I wrong. However, it's broken up. Pretty deadly hit Kofi with spilt milk on the outside. It's all breaking down. Woods is up top. He gets caught in the ring and Gallus hit their shitty finisher again, the kick power slam combo. And in a shocking upset, Gallus lads on top. Gallus win the match and are your new NXT tag team champions as all the air gets sucked out of the Spectrum Center and you could watch it and hear it happen uh, in real time, uh, which was a, a complete shock to me. And I think just the absolute wrong move here, especially with Andre Chase. By the end of this match, this entire crowd were eating out of him and Duke's hands and they they went with Wolfgang and the coffee guy. Yeah, I mean, we said pretty much anyone but Gallus when we were running through this show on Tuesday, and they just they just don't don't hit for me at all. You you say the finish looks weak. Um, I imagine what Gallus creeds down the line, or whether you might want to look at turning pretty deadly babyface. Uh, I mean, pretty deadly is an act I could see showing up on the Monday after Mania. Um, showing up on raw i think that would be a, a fresh tag team for the main roster i think the main roster ready at this point so maybe they want to keep them away from the titles and you go creeds gallus for some big lads wrestling but really really disappointing i thought the match was was fun enough it was one of your typical kind of wwe four-way tag matches a lot of chaos going on some fun spots uh some cool stuff on the outside like that superplex on top of everyone the table spot the spilt milk on the floor um but surprise, we were saying we think they're doing this multi-man, uh, multi-tag match, so New Day don't take the pin. But Woods actually being pinned here, Gallus getting the pin on New Day, which was surprising to me. But 
I can't say I'm interested in a a Gallus tag run. They're going to really need to to step me step up to win me over at this point. Yeah, what dirt do Gallus have on Shawn Michaels? Does Shawn Michaels just really love the same footy team or something? Like I just I just don't get it. Out of all the scenarios of all the teams, why why wasn't Malik and Idris in that spot? It just seemed like Gallus was randomly put in that slot when those two were have been the ones that have been busting their ass every week and they weren't even on the show. They weren't even in that picture in the PC uh, with the rest of the the crew. That's how left off this show they were, Idris and Malik, when they've been they've been killing it. And I, I don't want to knock Gallus. I, I'm I'm sure they had their their good stuff. I, I thought this match was pretty fun, but very upsetting considering like instant taking all the excitement out of this tag team division. I I don't think we are expecting uh new day to you know stay here in NXT for very long, but to to lose them to Gallus was definitely not the route that I think we were all expecting this to go. I it's just boring. They're just boring. That move looks terrible. <laughs> that finishing yeah. move was so bad. And we didn't even get the you know after uh Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns at the Rumble match, we had the epic angle afterwards with Sami Zayn the five star angle we didn't get that with duke and chase here we can't keep them together they're so much fun as a team i don't want to see duke turn at this point i think he's doing the best best work in his wwe run so far i i think wwe should have went with chase you on this I, you know being the being the yeah. fan that you know it's I, i'm not one to be like oh i wish the outcome of this was a lot different i genuinely think they they took a rare, not even a rare L, an L giving this to Gallus here. You could have even you like if Gallus is the direction, you could have had Gallus beat Chase U on Tuesday, even. But I I, I think it would have been nice for this crowd yeah. and for like the work Chase U's been putting in. Cause like it's not just us. Like I know John Pollock loves Chase U. Like it's a lot Everyone of people loves- are really behind this team. And I think the, you know, the big stage, North Carolina with Andre Chase. I think you could have given them that moment tonight and then and then kind of done it. It didn't need to be a long run. If you want to end up having a heel team for the Creed to take it off of, sure. Uh, but I, I thought it was a, the wrong move tonight. Gallus Boys. Night, brother. Gallus Boys on top. Yeah, I guess the end game is Creed's. That's stand and deliver in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. We go to a recap of Nikita Lyons. And her injury, she's had successful surgery, but she's going to be out for many months. And then a recap of the attack we saw this week with Mackenzie basically doing her best 2020 Dateline uh, impersonation of breaking down the parking lot attack here. And it's a now a who's done it, who done it, who shot JR, who took out Nikita Lyons in the parking lot. Only time will tell as the storyline continues. And I'm sure we won't find out for months but it's okay. Yeah. We also, I, I don't know. I was watching on the network feed, but there was a, a commercial for this new Netflix show about luchadors, these women luchadors and Rey Mysterio has a cameo. Rey in Mysterio's it. in it. I don't yeah. know what it is. Gotta I don't know what it is. This out. I'm, I'm watching it. It has take yeah. all my money, <laughs> take all my money right now. Rey Mysterio, Absolutely. Netflix and luchadors. Yeah, I'm good. You know, Marvel is t- like triple A is doing a Marvel Netflix show. Is this is this related to that? I don't think so. But AAA have been posting like so. in conjunction with Marvel, they have a show coming out, and I am I'm interested to see the the Marvel AAA stuff in the past has been really weird and wonky with like what Brian Cage and stuff like that. When but 
I don't know. I've been seeing this this like poster. Would it be on Disney? It would be on Disney. Sorry, it's on Disney. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. I guess like Disney what Disney Plus Mexico. Can we use a VPN to to access it here? But uh, interesting. I'd be interested to to give some thoughts on it when it comes out. I'll be checking it out for sure. But I I I didn't catch the show of this. Is it against the ropes with the the luchadors? I'm I'm gonna watch it for sure. Okay, we need Dominic to to appear to take out Ray in this show as well. (laughs) No, we need a Cross clip promotion. It, yeah, the clip is him when he was on set and he he's attacked by Dominic. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> we see Grayson Waller backstage. He's getting ready for his match tonight. He's got a golden shoe because he says tonight mm-hmm. when he, it's just a, a gold colored Nike, but he says that uh, if he wins tonight, it's going to be a glorious shoey. It would be cool if, you know, he ever does become like a champion or whatever and have an actual shoe like made out of, you know, gold plated something. It would be be nice. Mm. But he's ready for his match later tonight. But we go to our next match. A triple threat, if you want to call it that, or a two on one handicap match. The women's championship on the line. The champ Roxanne Perez, the prodigy going up against Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Toxic attraction. Yes, toxic attraction lives on without Mandy Rose. And here they are in a match that they promise that one of them will walk out as champion. This match starts off with both the heels, just double teaming. It's, it's pretty much just a two on one beat down for the first big chunk of this match. Uh, Roxy eventually fights out of this and starts uh, flying at them with Fez presses and just keeps trying to fight out of any double team attacks. They keep trying to hit with her. Eventually Gigi and JC start to, bicker can they coexist uh, they start to argue and fight and Gigi pulls jane to take like the bullet from t- from roxanne hitting this like tope suicida so you can tell that Gigi was using jane here uh they start fighting in the ring and hitting a series of roll-ups and roxanne starts countering for near falls eventually jc's back in they hit double suplexes a double super kick and then they headbutt each other and both of them are all down uh I hate any of this in wrestling when it's like the triple threat, but the two of them are like trying to not fight each other. It's like, it's a match, just wrestle. Uh, JC and Gigi decide to get back on the same page when Gigi, you know, she was waiting to do this. She says, JC, get the tables. So the (laughs) crowd pop for it. JC grabs a table. They set it up. uh, But in the ring, Perez hits pop rocks on Gigi and eventually sends her through the table like off the apron sending Gigi flying through the table and then uh, eventually hits a super pop rocks on JC Jane and she gets the one two three and in a shocker I think everyone was so shocked that Roxanne Perez retains the title in 14 minutes 42 seconds and I'll jump in right now I thought this was my least favorite match on this show and I kind of said I don't like the story of the two versus one in a triple threat and I just didn't think a lot of it really clicked for me until maybe the last final moments when it kind of felt like everyone was on the same page. But uh, yeah, uh, not my favorite match. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Uh, I think it was one of the better matches for Gigi and JC, but I think we know Roxanne is capable of more. Uh, I, I actually really liked the finish with the the Pop Rocks on the floor to Dolan. It looked like her head just bounced off the mat there. Um, and then like the table spot with the super pop rocks. I, I like the finish. It was just all 
we knew what we were going to see going into this. We knew they were going to work together, then they were going to argue, then they were going to fight each other, and ultimately Roxanne was going to win. Um, some cool spots. I didn't I didn't hate it, but it didn't do a whole lot for me either. Um, but now we need we need Cor- uh, sorry Roxanne to move on to some more like legitimate threats. I think. Yeah, I think an actual feud, even a TV feud, just right away get her get her racking up some wins and make her a, a bit more. I, I just felt like this was such a lazy way and such a weird match to to do on pay-per-view. I guess they didn't want to go to the Cora thing, and I guess there really isn't anyone else. You don't want to have, you know, Tiffany lose right away. There really isn't, I guess, anyone else for her to fight uh, down here. So, yeah, uh, don't really know what you do with Gigi and JC at this point, but uh, yeah, I really did not. I did not like this match. <laughs> uh, Booker was happy, though, that Roxanne won. He, I love how he's mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm impartial. I'm impartial. Yeah. However, Roxanne, I hope she wins. <laughs> I hope she yeah. beats them. Uh, we go to our main event of the evening, the NXT World Championship on the line, the steel cage match. The challenger, Grayson Waller, gets he does a little bit of a Goldberg entrance when he's walking in the back, and he makes his entrance here, and he's got like gold uh, boxer trunks on, and... He's got a whole bunch of bottle girls. Think of when you go to a club and oh, they got the girls. They needed the the sparklers. Sparklers. They were lacking the sparklers. Yeah, they were lacking that. the sparklers, but they did have like their their LED Woo! lights. They were waving around. Uh, but also, Walla wearing Scott Steiner's chainmail to to really uh, <laughs> stick the knife in from Wall- Breaker there. Yeah, Waller, if you hear me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was like <laughs> i love this chainmail uh, thing it looked great i i really like grayson waller at this point i think he's he's come such a long way i i can see him down the line being a better miz and i think there there's always a role for a miz you know to do those celebrity crossover matches to to just be a, a shitty heel to get beaten up by a baby face you're you're building up um i i think he's he's started to really um grow in this uh, in this bron breaker feud and everything from the the bottle girls to the shoey to the scott steiner chainmail I, I thought worked really well for him with this entrance i saw on twitter that all these uh bottle girls are actually like some of the new pc signees so they made gotcha. use of their their entrance attire here. I thought it was pretty. It was a pretty funny entrance with them coming out with the the balls of champagne, getting ready. It would be good if I guess because they wanted to pour it in the shoe, like because then the one girl has yes. the shoe like on the pillow, right? Like I got this golden shoe. So I'd imagine when he does win that they pour all the champagne in the shoe and drink it. You would imagine he he would want to wrestle in the golden shoes and then take out the shoe and then drink out of. That's that's how you know real Australians. Shout out Dicky Bird tells yeah. me that. It's not a real shoey unless you actually wear the shoe first, but that's you need disgusting. the sweat, the grime, the toenail cheese. You need a lot of it in there, right? Some Australian <laughs> Australian toe cheese. Uh, so Grayson Waller is in the ring, and out comes the champion Braun Breaker. He comes down to the ring. He is ready. Big reaction for Braun here. And he comes down to the ring. Uh, he also is wearing uh, some Vengeance Day gear. He's wearing like this. Uh, pinkish purple steiner brothers throwback singlet that we've seen braun like re revamp his his uh family gear mm. before but looked pretty cool 
But during not the, the best Bron Breaker entrance, considering this is like a big stage. Yeah. Um, it was just him kind of punching through a paper poster of Grayson Waller. I, I was expecting something a bit bigger for the champ here on this on this show. Yeah, like considering Melo got this pretty sweet entrance, Bronze mm. Bronze was kind of weak considering he's the champion. Like by the time Carmelo Hayes do- has a WrestleMania, like he will, and when he has a WrestleMania entrance, Carmelo Hayes is gonna have a pretty sweet one. Braun is just running out of things to break. I think so. Like, what else can you do? He should have broke through, should have ripped the shoe. If he, like, yeah. Should have been something like that. Well, he Braun should have is- done the shoey at the end. Wow, the disrespect. Braun is attacked when he's uh, almost nearing the ring here, and Waller attacks him, and they start to brawl around the cage, around the ring, and finally get in the ring. And uh, Waller is putting the boots to Braun here. He hits this satellite DDT for a near fall. Eventually, Braun comes back and hits the the running power, like, sorry, the the catching pop-up power slam. And then the bulldog off the top rope, but Waller kicks out. Uh, Waller fights back and hits his jumping unprettier. And Booker T is like, whoa, that move looked incredible. What do we call that? And Vic made the joke like, oh, he made him unprettier, but then kind of didn't want to dive into that and booker's like nah i'm gonna call that move the surfboard and vic's like uh, all right i'll let you write that one down <laughs> uh braun has waller up top and hits a frankensteiner for a near fall braun goes up again but is hit with a high pop-up knee from waller and then he climbs up not not the full cage, but like the the rope part where the cage is and jumps off with his elbow drop. But Braun kicks out of that. He eventually locks Braun into the ropes and ties him up. But Braun is so strong that he escapes from this, but ends up getting a low blow. And then the rolling stunner move. He finally he couldn't do it from outside the ring. So instead, he just does a, a roll, a <laughs> roll into a stunner. Still looks ridiculous. Uh, it hurts more. But uh, as he lays out Braun here, he's like, I could pin him. But instead, Vic Joseph says on commentary, Grayson Waller wants his his social media moment. So Waller scales the cage and Booker's like, yep, that's what that's what this is all about. Social media. And I was like, that's really weird. This is a world title match. Uh, (laughs) Waller jumps off the top. Oh, sorry. He's, he's about to jump off the top, but Braun jumps up and climbs up to the top, superplexing him kind of off the top from the top turnbuckle, at least. And Waller sells it like he's absolutely dead, uh, and starts to plead with Braun saying, I'm sorry, please stop, stop the, the beat down, please. And Braun, Braun says, this is my dog pound as he spears Waller. He then picks him up again and says, I run NXT. This is my dog pound. Spears him again. And Braun Breaker pins Grayson Waller to retain the NXT title in 14 minutes, 25 seconds. What did you think? He ate that last spear. I thought that last last one. Yeah. Interesting as well. They said it was no escape. The only way to win this match was pinfall and submission. So more of a kind of old classic um, cage match, which I, I, I think in a way worked against Waller. Because you often have that kind of chicken shit heel, you know, trying to escape and stuff. Uh, I thought the match was was all right. I kind of wanted to see Waller hit that elbow just to because it would look cool to jump off. I I thought this was a fine main event, but wasn't my match of the night. Um, just a, a real dominating win for for Bron here, but it was okay. 
Yeah, uh, it didn't like, uh, you know, piss me off or anything like that, but it definitely didn't blow me away. It was pretty middle of the road. It felt it felt very paint by numbers house show cage match, to be honest. Like, okay, throw them into the cage here. Okay, now hit your move. Okay, you're going to tease that you're going to do a jump, but actually it's just going to be a superplex that we hit from the same height anyways. So it's kind of, yeah, all right, nothing really too spectacular. It felt restricted by the cage, I thought, where I think we have seen some cage matches which has actually used the stipulation really well and has made it more exciting. Um, whereas I, I definitely felt they felt a little handcuffed by the cage stipulation here. Yeah, uh, I think we all wanted Braun to retain. I mean, I, I was joking that, you know, Vengeance Day, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, they could have replicated where Braun is so angry that he throws him through the cage but they they did say like no no escape kind of thing so that definitely kiboshed that uh idea but i'm braun versus mellow is the big match i i get braun winning obviously i think everyone saw that coming but uh the match itself was i did i did enjoy some of waller's tactics in the match like luring braun in for some of those spears where he went into the cage i also really like waller's mock of the bark he did like a oh oh for like from Baker's row, 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 yeah, uh, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty standard match. Definitely not bronze best, uh, but overall, I still enjoyed this this whole show. I still think the opening match puts can put you in such a good mood when you watch a wrestling show because you're like, okay, this is pretty good. There wasn't much that topped it for me. I I did like some of the wrestling with Carmelo Hayes and. Uh, Apollo Cruz, but I, I didn't. I didn't think the match kind of got to the level that we were expecting. But overall, uh, still a, a fun, pretty, pretty fun show to watch. Nothing like really pissed me off. Maybe that triple threat match may, uh, got me a little grumpy. But uh, other than that, I was like, yeah, pretty I, fun. I show. just, I just like the Apollo mellow match more than yeah. the women's match. I, I hated that to more than. But you, um, you, you hated that more than the triple threat. Yeah, because of the potential. I think the women's triple threat was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, okay, it didn't it didn't take too long either. Whereas I just I just thought the I thought Mello Apollo was a bit of a mess and a real letdown considering the the talent involved. Um but overall I'm I'm with you. I, I quite enjoyed the show. I thought it I thought it moved at a good pace. Um and yeah, I think there are definitely some some standouts there in NXT. I I feel we're at the moment it now I feel like we're kind of at that 2014 takeover level. You know, I, I don't think we're at the the glory era of where we're going to Brooklyn and all that sort of stuff yet, but I think we're at more of that kind of full sale really solid uh kind of takeovers where you're seeing some promising young talent, you're mixing up with a little bit of main roster. Um I, I definitely think NXT is in a a much better spot than it was this time last year going into Stand and Deliver. Um, and considering when you when you look and we're saying there wasn't a Cora Jade on this show, there wasn't Creed Brothers on this show, there wasn't Malik and Idris on this show, there's a lot of good talent. Uh, Axiom, Tyler Bate, um, JD McDonough, there's a lot of good names down there in NXT that weren't even featured on this. So I, I have been a little higher on NXT the, the last couple of months and I thought this this was solid enough, and I I loved that that opening match. I thought Wesley and Dijak really delivered there. I still I still think I like that Axiom Tyler Bate match more than anything on this show. I said it after I watched it. I was like, That's I don't fair. think 
I don't think uh, anything this show will top that for me. And I, I still, again, I still enjoyed watching this thing. I think NXT can get out of the rut. I think going towards stand and deliver, I think NXT is slowly getting the stink off of it because you keep hearing, you know, if maybe if you're not someone who doesn't watch week to week, you might be hearing like, oh, well, this match was good. Or, hey, you know, some of these things were good. Like Wes and Dijak is definitely worth checking out. Absolutely would recommend. They they killed it here tonight. And I hope Dijak's okay with that broken finger, man. Because uh, that looked pretty nasty, but like the, stand and deliver. If Mello Braun is the big match that they are going to, like, yeah, I'm, I'd be pretty hyped for that. I imagine so, Creed's Gallus as well, maybe a ladder match. Who knows? I I don't know because there was a light at the end of the show. Mello comes out to kind of like confront Braun Breaker, which is leading you to believe that's the next match. But Vic Joseph on commentary said. Uh, did we just see Breaker's last roadblock on the road to stand and b- deliver? Which which insinuated that Mello is right. going to be his next match before mm. stand and deliver. I mean, they can always they can always do a TV special where that's the main event and run it back at the at the PLE. Uh, but I, I just found that wording interesting because I'm with you. I I assumed that would be the main event, but just that line from Vic maybe think maybe they have something else in mind. That would, I, I don't know what else you would do. I would have Braun have, you know, a TV program or two to have another defense and stuff like that. But I do, I would imagine it's Creed's Gallus. I would imagine it's Mellow Braun. I don't know, some sort of multi tag match or North American kind of, you know, they're going to do a ladder match. You know, you know, they're going to do a multi man ladder match at this show. Uh, and I imagine maybe Cora Jade, Roxanne rematch there. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I would hope that Mello and, and Braun is the the big match for Stand and Deliver. It it makes the most sense. Uh, there is some feedback from some people, some listeners here that we can read and get some thoughts from you guys on Vengeance Day. And I will start here. Join the Poison Rana Facebook group. We'll let any of you strangers in, and uh, we share memes and posts and feedback threads such as this. Megan writes in. He says, "So glad that this roster is out of the warehouse." Jack and Lee was takeover level and match of the night. If all NXT pay-per-views allow one work rate match, I'm game. James and Henley and Chance Carter was a strong follow-up match. Mellow Apollo was good, but I did expect it to go all three falls, but Mellow sweeping it was definitely by design. More on that in a second. Chase U is over like Rover, and I don't want to see Hudson turn on Andre. Roxanne put Toxic Attraction out to pasture. I'll be seeing them on the main roster in short order. Braun Breaker is in Cena wins lol territory. Despite another performance in the cage match, Waller's a great dickhead heel. The ending spelled out Stand and Deliver's main event, and this is the one shot Mello can't miss on April 1st. The PC can't replicate the big arena atmosphere Vengeance Day had. A strong show. So Megan, a big fan of Vengeance Day here with some great points. We go to Fire Frank, who says it was really nice to see NXT in a real arena with a nice big crowd. Dijak stays having big NXT special matches with a guy with the last name Lee. This was Wes' big coming out party as a singles guy in NXT and wouldn't have felt out of place on a classic takeover. Was shocked to see Gallus win, but I assume it's to transition the titles to a face team at Stand and Deliver. Creed's chase you. A face turned pretty deadly. The Kiana Fallon pairing is continuing to click as they are pulling a Sting and Luger act as James can't help but resort to heel tactics behind Fallon's back. And it was time for Caden and Katana to drop the title. Mello Cruz was solid 
And Melo going over strong was a good call. And yes, I popped for Dabba, Babatunde, Aziz, almost as loud as Leone and Brandon. Roxanne was put over pretty strong. Bronze systematically destroying Waller in the cage was a pretty good main event. That last spear was extra vicious. But the post-match with Melo and Trick walking out was the true story here to finally set that big match up. P.S. I'm a little bummed Bron didn't do the golden shoey to stick it to Waller. Golden shoey. That's kind of it kind of sounds weird. Australians seem to be into some weird shit, man. Golden shoeys. I don't want to know. We go to Cameron Starr, who says, strong show. Dijak versus Lee was fantastic. Great underdog performance after being dominated for a while. Felt like his best title defense. Also, Roxanne looked great in her defense. I'm not crazy about Gallus, but Gallus and the Creeds could be a big match. Watching the Creeds th- throw them around is a fresh matchup or do the title change on a weekly show in the Creeds versus Alpha Academy at Stand and Deliver. Wow, that would be pretty good. He continues, everything else was decent. Nothing was bad on this show. I wasn't crazy about this match card, but I felt every talent on it worked really well. I hope the build for Stand and Deliver is gold. Mellow v. Braun, Tiffany vers- or Cora versus Roxanne, sign me up. Hope you're both well. Thanks, as always, for being our NXT friends. Thank you, Cameron. Friends. Friends. And finally, we go to Sean, who says, Vengeance Day was a great show and a welcome return to the road with a strong card from beginning to end. Wesley and Dijak delivered the match of the night right off the bat with an absolute banger that made me think back to the days when Dijak would routinely steal the show with another guy named Lee. And Wesley just seems to get better and better every time he goes out there. The end of the women's tag title match was a surprise, but a welcome one as it gave the champs a gripe furthering the story between Kiana and Fallon. Four-way tag title was a great car crash where everyone got their chance to shine. I'm more of a Gallus fan than most, so didn't mind them winning. It sets up for a potential challenge face team like Creed's, or dare I say it, Chase U. Melo v Apollo had some great moments, but I felt like the end was flat. Having Dabo Kato return, help Cruz, then immediately turn on him, was confusing and felt like too much. Melo still looked dominant, which I guess was the whole point. The whole triple threat, Match made Roxanne look strong, defending her title, while Gigi and JC did a great job to end their toxic partnership. Both will be better off on their own. The main event was good, but I was disappointed they didn't make better use of the cage, especially after announcing that escaping the cage wouldn't end the match. Bron is definitely talented, but never really seems to be in peril, which is pushing him into Super Cena, Big Dog, Roman territory. Something needs to change to keep the crowd from turning on him. Also, kudos to Charlotte, to the Charlotte crowd for starting hot and staying up for the whole show. It was nice to hear big pops and reactions for talents like Wes, Roxanne, and Chase U from a much larger audience. Looking forward to the road to stand and deliver. Ooh, yeah. Stand and deliver in a few months. It's going to be uh, exciting. Mm. NXT is back, baby. Right? Kind of. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, that was vengeance day we hope you're having a great vengeance day wherever you may be appreciate you listening to us talk about it for a little while uh we usually do poison rana here on sunday talking about other things is there any other bits and bobs you want to discuss before we hit the old dusty trail uh i haven't had a chance to see smackdown yet but i do want to watch that closing sammy roman angle it's definitely that story's had my interest uh aew again was an incredible show this week that that darby joe main event just ridiculous i just worry Hang, hangman Mox. i mean hangman Mox. hangman Mox awesome. as well I, like, I don't know what the gimmick match is going to be at the pay-per-view because the, the clothesline only match <laughs> i don't i don't know what 
what the gimmick is. Yeah, because it, it ended with like a, a roll up essentially, like and and Mox yeah. was like mad that it didn't really feel like a proper win. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought top to bottom a, a really strong dynamite this week. But I think I think wrestling's in a good place right now. You know, at NXT after this show, the last last few months we've been having a regular like pretty standout match on NXT TV every week. I think NXT's in a better position. Main roster WWE definitely in a better position with this this Sammy Roman angle, the whole bloodline thing going on, and then AEW just killing it every week. I think it, it's starting to be a, a good time to be a, a wrestling fan again. Yeah, I I thought AEW was a stellar thing. Samoa Joe is ha- like a few years ago he's wearing a poncho, and now he's he feels like his career has just been like revitalized with this feud with Darby. I would imagine yeah. they separate them for a while, but like you've got to go back to that match eventually, and it will definitely have people's attention because they they definitely found great dance partners. With it, just felt like Samoa Joe of old again, instantly uh, wrestling that dude. But uh, I'm excited for their pay per view going forward. Uh, I'm bummed we didn't get the Kota Ibushi Brian Danielson graphic yet, but you know maybe there's still time. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we see him at the Revolution pay-per-view in some way, shape, or form. I mean, we will be seeing him WrestleMania weekend on some of those GCW shows. So I do think we will see Coda wrestle in AEW uh, more s- sooner rather than later. Did they, I'm trying to remember, did they mention Brian's next opponent? Uh, yes, it is Roosh. Okay, yeah, that could be good. Oh, yeah, that'll Just be awesome. Just have Roosh beat him and then abandon the iron man match and do danielson abushi <laughs> uh and Takeshita mjf rematch at the pay-per-view why not um yeah Takeshita mjf yeah, this week as well good. sounds sounds good mm. we uh we didn't see uh Roosh's brother dragon lee sitting in the crowd here it wasn't a takeover because there was no one sitting in the front row apparently dragon lee is, is having true. uh visa issues that like that that's why he hasn't shown oh, okay. up quite yet in uh in wwe uh, what's with wrestlers and visa visa issues lately? It mm. seems that's such a thing. Um, yeah, Dragon Lee coming into WWE. There was uh, there was people talking about um, the NXT allowing their their stars and talent to do indie dates, and that was like instantly shut down by Shawn Michaels, who in like media scrums, uh, I think after uh, Vengeance Day, basically saying like, no, that's not the case. Uh, we're letting. I think it's Ivy Niles doing one of Booker T's reality of wrestling shows. And that's just like a okay. special thing. I'm wondering if there was like some like agreement or something like that. So uh, don't don't think you're going to be seeing, uh, you know, um, Gigi Dolan or uh, any of our favorite NXT wrestlers show up at like Bola or something in the next little while. I, I don't it, it wouldn't be a bad idea for NXT to find like their indie promotion that they do send their talent to because we know that helped when they used to send people to evolve like look how much like your your fabian eichners and your street profits improved after going to evolve for a little bit so it wouldn't be a bad idea to do uh but as he says sean's shut it down yeah it would be like it it definitely worked in the past right now i just don't know if it would like i i think them doing their own house shows and doing more on the road shows is definitely what would help people learn like the the going through the motions and having different crowds mm-hmm. and stuff like that it's it's definitely cool but yeah uh no no indie dream crossover forbidden doors with NXT in the near future apparently to Shawn Michaels also in the media scrum after the pay-per-view uh Grayson Waller 
uh, interrupted Shawn Michaels and was very hot at him, like very angry and was getting in his face and almost trying to fight him. So maybe that's Grayson Waller's uh, stand and deliver match. Shawn Michaels. Grayson Waller, Shawn Michaels. Book it. Why not? Get him out of retirement one more time. And uh, you need. You have Michaels go for the super kick. Waller catches the boot, pulls it off and does a shooey from it. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Book it. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. The Sami Zayn st- bloodline storyline is great. Sammy and Roman at the chamber will be awesome. Obviously can't wait for that. That should be sweet. Um, and you know, WrestleMania season, it's, it's a hot time to, to be into wrestling. Uh, I'm excited. Lots of, lots of things going on and, uh, we'll chat about some more of it. Uh, we will be going live. I, I mentioned after NXT on Tuesday on the post feed, I will be joined by John Ceno to talk all about NXT, but next Sunday we will be going live on our Poison Rana YouTube and our feed there to talk all about the wrestling of the week. So uh, you will be back and we'll be discussing that over on our feed on Sunday. But go follow us on our socials and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter at Poison Rana Pod for all the updates and fun little things that we post. And hey, if you like us, we do a lot of other shows, including best match ever, Stephanie McMahon. Davey, myself, and Maddie Edwards chatting all about the best Stephanie moments, matches, and so much more for two hours discussing a playlist of the greatest Steph moments. Man, it was it was a whole lot of fun watching back Stephanie McMahon weddings and moments. And uh, we also have another retro NXT. We do a show called Was Next where we look back at old NXT. Right now we're in the end of 2013. Um, what else do we have? We have a few other shows we just did a review of battle royale that was out on the patreon yeah i had a great muta best match ever with wh park as he's obviously on his retirement tour right now uh wh park schedules looking (laughs) sorry what did i say wh is on his retirement tour i would hope so fuck yes Um, but more stuff coming out. We've got more movie reviews coming out this February, uh, where we'll be, we're finally tackling Lord of the Rings. Uh, uh, listeners picked this for us and we said we will get round to it. We just want to kind of try and find a week, a month where, you know, we have time to watch a three hour movie and well, it's happening in a couple of weeks on the Patreon. So looking at fellowship of the ring, um, as, as well as, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be doing a, an old chamber review, like one of the old, uh, chamber paid views later in the month uh, a lot coming up and we will i've been i've been away this week so we will get the the schedule up shortly but the beauty of patreon now is you can sign up whenever so you don't need to worry about what's happening this month just support us if you, if you want to listen it's just five bucks it gives you access to over 500 podcasts now at this point uh you and i together brain we've recorded almost a thousand shows now so um so much content for you to listen to for only $5 a month. Five bucks a month to become a friend over on our Patreon and you get access to so many podcasts. Go try it out and uh, we would love your feedback and support. We love your support. Thank you so much for listening here on the post feed. Go check us out on all the socials. Poisonrana.ca for everything. Myself, Brayden Harrington. I am on Twitter, Instagram and all that at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. Davey, I'm expecting some Cubanos when you come home. Some. Oh, I, I've already got one gift. Uh, oh. I, I've, got, I've got a couple of gifts for you. you Cuban so, Dave. Yeah. Cuban Davey yes. over here. 
Uh, so see you soon, good sir, and see you, all you good people. And man, I hope Dijak's finger is okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. bad. All right, goodbye. Buenas noches, amigo. Ahoy! Oh,